All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney with another Driving Your Marketing podcast, and we are here to share with you fun tips, tricks, resources, and cool people that I meet throughout the world that are doing amazingly fun things with their marketing. And the whole point behind this is that as a speaker, I get out there and I teach a lot of people how to market more effectively. And the biggest um, I guess stumbling block that I hear from people is that they're, they think marketing has to be complicated, scary. I've actually had people say it's black magic and voodoo before. And so that's why I wanted to start this podcast. It's the whole purpose to eliminate those myths and let you realize that marketing is actually very fun and doesn't have to be expensive at the same time. And so that's where I bring in really cool people like today's guest. Today is Rich Griffin. And in the, for the past 24 years, Rich has been bringing value to his clients in the real estate industry. Now, he and I have been working together on some on some really fun projects, and I can't wait to have those go live. Uh, but he's been around the block for a while. We've talked about some really fun, cool stuff. So, Rich, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you, sir. And so, you know, kind of tell tell everybody a little bit about you, because I've got the big, the big long bio, and I'll, I forgot to tell you the fact that I am terrible at reading them, so I just like to tell, you know, kind of a quick <laughs> highlight thing, and then I just move on. It's like, you tell your story, because you're going to do a hell of a lot better job than I am. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I don't like blushing anyway. So that <laughs> I, I appreciate the quick the quick read of that. That was the Reader's Digest version, and, and spot on, regardless. So I am the vice president, national sales manager for North American Title Insurance Company. Um, put things in perspective: when you got when your listeners are you know, refinancing their home or buying a new home, we're the guy behind the guy that issues the title insurance policies. So we have a very, very vanilla product, and so it's really, it's really on us to make marketing be the differentiator for us. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's one of those things that we, our product is so vanilla that we really have to differentiate ourselves through marketing to make sure our message is getting out. That's awesome. And I, you know, and that's a really, really important thing to kind of think about. I want everybody listening to this to pay attention to that because, you know, insurance for title is one of those things that you don't really think about that. And it's definitely not a sexy topic. You know, it's not something that people are like, Ooh, I'm really excited about getting the insurance for my title today. You know, (laughs) and so you guys really have to step it up in order to differentiate yourself and, and make people realize that you are the right choice. And I love the stuff that you've done. And, you know, you and I were talking just the other day about, um, about some of the people that we've studied with, we both have some people in common that we work with in the past, both Joe Polish and Dan Kennedy, um, who are like huge, huge mentors of mine. I mention them on the show a lot. And Mm -hmm. you've taken a lot of the skills that you learned from them and taken them into your industry and just exploded because of it. Yeah, it's, you're exactly right. And it's, our premise is really all value based and, you know, much like, you know, your listeners and a lot of the marketers and entrepreneurs that, you know, that I know and work with, it's it's all about value. I mean, it's you know, having a great message and creative marketing is all fine and good, but if you're not bringing value to your your client base or your customer base, you know, in in my industry and in a lot of like others, if you've got a real vanilla product, it's all about value. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things you and I were talking about this yesterday and and that's why I wanted to bring you on the show for this was the fact that you're using you're using email marketing as one of your primary tools to stay in touch, yep. connect and and get people engaged and excited about what you have to offer. And you know, and anybody who knows me knows email marketing is like my number one staple tool for marketing mm-hmm. more than anything else. I get so I get 
probably 500 times the results off of sending one email that I do for anything that I do from a standpoint of, um, you know, Facebook or Twitter or any other stuff that I do, quite honestly. And so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, it, email marketing is something that really allows you to replicate yourself over and over without having to say that same message several thousand times. Right. And it's so, and it's so cool. And the, the great thing about it is that it is a personal touch. Even if you're sending that out to 10,000 or 100,000 people, you can, you can be more personal and have that one on one feel with it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and that's exactly, it depends how you tell that story. But yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how are you using email marketing in your in your business? What are some of the great, you know, cool tips, tricks, resources that you've got with it? So a couple of the things that <clears throat> that I've been doing is really trying to plant the seed with the audience and really having a specific call to action to really shorten the the selling cycle for your know, for your product. And so like what I'm doing now is you know I've I've maintained databases anywhere from three and four hundred to at one point I had twenty thousand realtors that I was email marketing to and you know with you know spam rates of less than five out of you know twenty one thousand emails sent I would have under five flagged for spam mm-hmm. and it's because I was bringing so much value to the reader. And what I was doing, I mean, there's no way that I could really try to maintain an active communication with 21,000 people. Mm-hmm. So what I was doing or what I'm doing now is being able to offer some type of call to action to get them to raise their hand. So I've got an audience of 21,000 people that I would send an email out to every single week and I would get you know, on average, I'd get 15, 20 of these guys to raise their hand. And essentially, I would offer some type of free report or I would offer some type of you know, some type of value add thing that I wouldn't just give to them in the email. I would make them actually click the reply button or click, you know, click, have a click here link that would open up, you know, another email for them to respond back to me and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm interested in this or absolutely rich. Can you send me that? Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would take those, you know, 15, 20 people a week out of that list of 20,000 and really prune out the people that have an interest in talking with me today or this week. And I would actually drop them into a folder and call them when I'm ready to talk to them. So rather than trying to look at a, a database list of 20 some thousand people, I could whittle that down with one email. I can whittle that down to 15 or 20 real prospects and immediately gauge into a dialogue with them because they're already interested in talking to me. Right. I'm already offering, I'm already offering something of value that they saw interest in or they have interest in this particular thing. That's great. I can pick up the phone with 15, 20 people, no problem and say, Hey, you have an interest in this. Great. Let's talk. And it really helps shorten that cycle for me. Right. Well, and that's why that's why email marketing is so great because the amount of time that you spend to get started with it is the same whether you've got ten people or ten thousand people. And that's you know you you basically spend the time writing that email to 
elicit that response, that call to action that you're looking for in order to say, hey, yeah, this was really cool. Tell me more. And that's really what it is. It's, it's just like if you were to even stop and send an email to every single person you met, you know, what would you say in that email? Mm-hmm. Chances are over time, that single, that one email would become kind of the same thing over and over again for the most part, because you'll get tired of trying to come up with new stuff to say every time. So, you know, yeah. for me, well, that's what I kind of think about is like, okay, how can I just simplify it down? Yeah, and that's an important tip too. I mean, when I when I'm writing an email, I'm writing that email as if they're sitting across the table from me. Mm-hmm. I want to have it in that type of language, that type of dialogue, as opposed to you know trying to create some sterile type email that sounds overly salesy. It should be very dialoguey. Right. I don't even know. If, I don't even know if that's a word. Dialoguey <laughs> is a word, but you know, <laughs> make it seem as if you're having the conversation with these guys mm-hmm. right out of the gate. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, that's typically my writing style. Right. And I, and I love that because that's the way I am too, is I put emails out as people are, are always amazed because, um, they talk about the newsletter. And I'm like, no, a newsletter is not the same thing. And personally, I don't like newsletters. I don't recommend newsletters. And people are like, what are you crazy? I'm like, no, I send out emails uh, but they yep. don't represent a newsletter. They look like an email that I stopped and I spent, you know, four or five minutes at least stopping and writing to yeah. you, to you personally. And I love and the I fact you that, that you, I love the fact you just said that to sit down, imagine this sitting down across the table from you, because that's the best way that you can make your emails most effective. So by imagining that one person sitting across yep. the table from you while you write it. The best compliment I get from a big blast email is to have somebody reply back to me saying, I can't believe you thought of me to send this directly to me. Uh-huh. You know, and it's one of those things <laughs> to say, yeah, I, I, I crafted it just for you and the other 19,000 people <laughs> that I sent it to. But they literally, they read that and said, God, you were talking right to me when you sent it. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. You know, what's really funny is I had that exact same story happen one time um, where actually I taught a class and part of that class was was email marketing. And so I taught the, the, this exact same process we're talking about right now. And literally the next week, one of the people in the class sends me an email and goes, all right, um, just want to check and make sure. Did you send this just to me or did you send this to everybody? Because it really <laughs> sounds like you sent it just to me. I mean, I know I just finished your class on this and you taught me how to do this, but I, I it really, I, I just want to see, was this actually one of the, those blast email things or was this to me? And <laughs> and I, I, my, of course, my response was, of course, it was just to you. And then in parentheses <laughs> and another 5,000 people. Yeah. It was so funny, but you know, that's, well, that's perfect. That's what, that's what you want is to have that feeling where they feel like you wrote it just for them. Yeah. Now, so a question back to you, when you're, when you're doing your emails, how much time are you spending on the subject line itself? Generally, I do exactly the opposite of what I bet you're going to say is I actually think of the subject line first instead of last. And I don't spend a whole lot of time because usually when I sit down to write the email, I already have the thought of what I'm going to say. It's already it just kind of comes more natural for me. But I do know that most of the time you should be spending more time on the subject line than in the rest of the entire email and probably closer to 10 times as much time. Yeah. And you, <laughs> well, it, you are clearly the freak of nature. I mean, and it, obviously it works for you. But and, and trust me, I, I've, been know, told, I've been told, I've been told that told that I'm a freak before. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that I, you're, I'll probably spend maybe not 10, but I spend a couple of times longer trying out, um, 
headlines mm-hmm. or the subject lines specifically. And you, know, I, uh, you, you, you already know I'm in the process of moving towards a different email server, but I, you know, in the current platform that I use, I actually have gone so far as to actually split test open lines mm-hmm. to see which ones are getting better open rates. And depending on the size of your database and how much time you have to be able to split test, it really is insightful. And, you know, I've actually had similar, similar subject lines vary anywhere from anywhere from two to 4% higher open rates with just a different subject line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool because a lot of times you, you just, you know, you put something out there and go, oh, this is going to be great. But until you test, you don't know. And anybody in marketing, and especially for those, those of you that are still fairly new, learn this early on. Split test everything. What, whatever you can possibly do, if you can figure out a way to do it, especially things like subject lines or a headline on your website, things like that, always split test it. Because nine times out of ten, whatever you think is the best way to do it is going to be wrong. And, you know, I know I like to use the, the concept in, in that, that terminology of using like keyword research. Okay, everybody thinks, okay, well, I have to have the right keywords in order to rank well, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so make a list of the keywords you think are the appropriate ones. And then go to Google. Google has this wonderful tool called the Google Keyword Planner. Put in your mm-hmm. list and Google will happily tell you you're wrong. <laughs> now, luckily, it will also <laughs> give you the things that are the right ones. But it's amazing how... Yep. We don't realize it, but that little bit of testing can make a huge, huge difference. And when you're talking about open rates and and actually getting responses, you know, you're talking about a list of 20,000 people. A difference between a 1% and a 2% is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. I, t- I totally I, get that. Now, I, agree, I want to touch on something that you said earlier that I think was, is brilliant. And I, I've done this before. It works so well. And I don't know enough people that actually do this. So I want, to, I want to bring this up and have a bit of a conversation about it. You actually have emails that you send out with the call to action being reply to this email. Yep. And let's talk about that for a second, because that to me is one of the most brilliant things out there. And it's so funny because to me, it's simple. But at the same time, very few people are doing it. But it's great. It's the, it gets some of the best responses. Yeah. So, like for you know, for example, uh, I was able to data mine out a list. Um, currently, my target audience uh, would be title companies, mm-hmm. and I was able to data mine out a list of the top realtors in Phoenix, for example. And I, in my email, you know, part of the body of the email, I talked about. You know, how valuable a list like this is. And I've taken some time and done some data mining and I've, I've actually found the top 50 realtors in Maricopa County. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a great list to target and solicit for business. And I've figured out, you know, I did enough digging to actually have their name, phone, email address, what the brokerage they're working with. So if you have an interest in this, click here. And I'll be, I'll be happy to send you a download link for it. And so what I did, and I, I screwed this thing up enough times that, you know, I, I've refined the process over time. So what I've done is when they click the word here in my email, uh, I use constant contact for my database right now. Okay. And so inside constant contact, I, 
you can put the word here as your as your trigger, mm-hmm. and it open it opens up an email window for them already pre-scripted. So I fill it all the way out for them to go so far as even to plant the subliminal. So I put in there top realtor list as my subject line, and then I put even in there, hey Rich, thanks for thinking of me. Send me the download link, and I'll get started on this right away. I love so that. I, <laughs> I put that right in there, so I've already got them thinking, hey, thanks, Rich. You know, I'm thinking in that conversational tone, hey, thanks for thinking of me. Send me the download link. And so what I do is when they click, the, when they click that the email opens up, and the first couple times that I did it, I sent it over just to my regular email address. And so then I got stuck with having to, as fast as I could, reply back to them and attach the list and send it back to them. Well, because everyone wants things as soon as they're thinking of it, I got behind with it. It was tough to keep up with, mm-hmm. oh, hey, I've got to say, you know, people would read the emails at different times of the day, so I was always having to police my email mm-hmm. to hurry up and reply back to them. So what I did to shorten the, the response time so when they could receive it, what I did was I just took that list uploaded it up into Dropbox and then took that hyperlink so they could be, so I could share the doc with them mm-hmm. and created, I created a dummy email address. So uh, I created a dummy email address. So that email went to the dummy account and then rather than having an out of office attendant, mm-hmm. I re I rewrote the out of office message to say, hey, thanks for your, you know, thanks for you know, requesting this list. Here's the download link that you can access this real time right now. Happy hunting, and I'll talk with you soon. Nice. So they, yeah, they click send. It goes off to the dummy email box, and then I blind copy myself on that replied email. Uh, so okay. what happens? Okay. Yeah. So if you can, if you can see this, so what happens is that these guys. They get their download link as soon as they click. As soon as they click send, they get the out of office attendant that actually gives them the download link, and then I get a blind copy of that email that I get to drop now into a folder and call when I want to call them. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. I love that, and I I can tell you that I've never seen anybody do it that way. And for everybody who's listening, we he talked a little bit about that might be a little bit geeky for you. Here, here's the kicker <laughs> with it. It's not actually hard at all. If you're a hosting company, um, I'm a big fan of any hosting company that uses cPanel as part of your process. Yep. Um, and so, you know, Bluehost, HostMonster, I personally recommend A2 Hosting. They've been a they're, they've been awesome with my clients. Um, mm-hmm. But most of them that are using cPanel, there are certain companies um you know, those big daddy companies out there that don't use them properly. Um, but they are, um, yeah. Uh, but these guys, these guys, the system is really easy. You go into your host manager, basically your control panel. And under email, there's a spot where you can head up autoresponders. And that's what it is. It's a single autoresponder. So when an email comes into that email address, it automatically replies back. And it's designed as an auto out of office type of concept so every email that comes in another one goes out automatically saying hey i'm out of the office this week but what rich has done here is he's turned around and instead of having something say that he has it say hey thank you so much for for your interest here's the link that you're looking for and writes this very personalized sounding email and so every time somebody writes to that address 
it automatically sends out the other one. And so that is yep. that is brilliant because that is such an easy thing to do. And I'm telling you, anybody can do this. I mean, as long as you have a basic, a standardized hosting company, you can do this today. This is not something you have to have anything fancy. I mean, you know, I'm a big Infusionsoft user and there's all kinds of cool tips, tricks and all that kind of stuff you can do it. But if you're just starting out and maybe you're using Constant Contact or Eye Contact or any of the other services that are out there, that's perfectly fine. You can do this just with your own hosting company. Yeah, and the cool part about that, Eli, is that you can actually do that. Like, I have multiple territories now. So, you know, in my new role, I've got, you know, I've managed sales reps for the entire country. Mm-hmm. And so now I can, in, inside the cPanel, I can create multiple email addresses for multiple territories. So I can actually send, you know, a different, you know, separate data mined list out for each part of the country. So say, for example, I'm in Dallas or I'm in Nashville or something like that. I can create different email, different out-of-office messages to say, hey, here's the download link for your Maricopa County realtors or for your Dallas-based realtors. So once again, it's just that much more personalized, and I can broadcast out that message you know, to my database and have it separate emails go to those different guys to come back to. Mm-hmm. That is awesome, and that's really uh, something I wanna I wanna kind of bring up with this because recently I had somebody who they they added me to their list um, without my permission, by the way, and it really annoyed me. Um, <laughs> but what blew me away, and this is kind of a, a catch point that I think that people need to pay attention to because it's I love automation, I'm so into it, but there are certain caveats you have to pay attention to. You can't automate everything. You have to, when somebody actually replies, you have to be able to reply to them. And so you've set it up to where you can respond to them automatically as quickly as possible. But at the same time, that still gives you the ability to then respond personally as you have the time available. I had somebody who actually added me to their list and I replied back to them because this is a person that actually would be a great referral partner with me. Um, The stuff that she sells and the stuff that I sell are a great, great match to connect to. And so she put added me to her list and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So, but I replied back to her email and I never heard a response. And then the thing was that she put me into an automated sequence that was like a four email sequence. I get the second email, I reply back to her, still no response. Uh. I got the third email. I replied back and said, hey, by the way, this is the third one. Are you just like not even checking these? And I still, I never got a response. And the reason is because that, that particular, the way she set it up, she never actually gets the responses. So if you've got any kind of automated system that's sending emails back, you need to make sure that you get a copy of any replies. Because if you don't, you're missing out on business. I mean, the fact that you have an email that goes out that says, hey, by the way, just click reply and I'll help you with this, which is the most brilliant, easy thing you can do with any email list is just say, hey, I have this thing I'm interested in, would you, or I'm putting together, would you be interested in it? And just get people to reply back and say yes. And if they say Mm -hmm. yes, then now you have a conversation. If they don't reply, you don't have to worry about it. But you've got to have that reply there to where, you actually answer it when they do reply or else it actually tarnishes your reputation. Yeah. And that was actually where I was kind of a slave to that. The first couple of times I tried it, Mm -hmm. you know, I wound up having to be a slave to my own inbox. (laughs) And, you know, as soon as I figured it out, I just, I felt like beating my head up against the wall. Like, why didn't I think of this, you know, six months ago? Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those brilliant moves. I was like, Oh my gosh, now I get to budget my own time when I really want to have a good value-based conversation with these guys. But in the interim, they get exactly what they wanted 
as soon as they requested it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. I love the way you did that. And I, I can say I've never seen anybody do it that way before. So I'm so happy you told me about that because I think I'm going to be playing with that trick. Um, I, I love <laughs> yeah, it. That Just, was free. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it's such a simple thing because, you know, I think of, okay, let's, let's figure out a way to get that response inside of Infusionsoft or whatever. And you actually just simplified it down to, okay, just set up an autoresponder on an email address. So then it's still a bit more personalized still, which is great. I love the way you did that. And it's such an easy thing. And the fact that, like I said, for anybody listening, it doesn't matter where you are. As long as you have a basic hosting account with email related to it, you can set this up. There's no extra charge. It's part of what you have and it's simple. Yeah, absolutely. And it does. I mean, yeah, even the tech guys can walk you through five minutes. And now when I'm doing it, it's a 30, it's a 30 second setup. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Very cool. So, so let's talk about some of the other cool tricks you've been working on. I mean, you got, you've got, you're getting some amazing responses here, which is great. Um, how has yeah. that, how has that really helped you simplify what you're doing in your business? Well, yeah, another one of the things that, um, you know, we were talking before about just kind of the value of a subject line. And my, my personal record is, uh, I think it was like an email of about 350 or 400. Uh, insurance agents mm-hmm. and I, I did enough research and you know we talk about you know in email marketing the list is everything right it's you know it, you can have a great message and a great product and a great offer but if you're sending it to the wrong people nothing happens mm-hmm. and so what, I did a little bit of you know research on these particular insurance agents and these particular insurance agents happen to be getting their loan officer lending license was kind of one of their initiatives. Okay. And I, I figured out, you know, I kind of went through the process and talked with a couple of them enough to understand what they were doing. And so over some, with some time, uh, I wound up crafting this email about using my title company as their vendor. And so I had this list of about 350, 400 agents and really struggled with the subject line to figure out, okay, how can I get these guys to open this? Because if I just send out, you know, kind of this vanilla subject line about, hey, I'm a title company, I'd like to work with you, it was like, yeah, I just, I knew I wasn't going to get the success that I wanted. Right. So in talking with these other agents, I found that my product was actually $300 cheaper than what they were coached to do or coach to use. So if they used me versus somebody else, they could save $300, okay. which is really significant. Yeah. yeah you're talking that's... about a 20% savings mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. just by, just by using me over somebody else. And so I came up with the, my, my subject line was a secret way to make your refi $300 cheaper. Sent it out kind of as a generic broadcast to this list of 400. And I got an 82% open rate on it. Oh, wow. That is awesome. <laughs> now, in, in case, just in case anybody doesn't realize, the standard open rate is between 10 and 20% right now. Okay. I yep. mean, I get excited about the fact that I get, you know, off and on, depends on the, the email. It don't, don't always happen, but I've gotten as high as a 70% open rate and that is unheard of i mean people freak out my average is 30 percent. okay so that's normal and that's that's still which higher insanely, than... which is insanely high that's insanely high for yeah. you yeah that's that's awesome 
Yeah, and but so yeah, my, yeah, it, my 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 personal best was eighty two percent, and I had to do a screenshot. I'm like, <laughs> no one's gonna ever believe me. I mean, it was, awesome. it was just, you know, it was one of those things mm -hmm. that these guys really didn't know me. Yeah, it's one thing for you to kind of send out a broadcast to four hundred people that you know, and you're gonna probably get these open. This was a list that these guys may have met me or may have opted in, you know, one time. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, they don't they didn't know Rich from Adam. And to have them do an 82% open rate was just, it was insane. And it was because, you know, using, you know, just using that subject line of a secret way to make your refi $300 cheaper. It was, it, it was, a, it was long enough, but it, it said exactly what the email was going to say. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. I love it. And it's, it's amazing how something simple, you know, I mean, it, that is a pretty, pretty simple subject line, but that is so critical. The, the subject line is what gets them to pay attention. You know, we're coming back from, from copywriting 101, what's the point of the subject line is to get them to read the first paragraph, you know, and that's what we do. And that's when you're talking about subject lines, your headline of your, of your article is the same thing as your subject line in an email. The whole point is to grab their attention and get them to actually just open it up. And I can tell you if I was, if I was in that position, it's like somebody says, Hey, I can do this, do this for you for 300 bucks cheaper. I'd at least take a look at it first, you know, bare minimum. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I absolutely. love that. Very cool. So, you know, we've had some pretty cool, cool talks about how to use email marketing. And the reason I, I love this and why this conversation is so much fun for me is because it is my favorite way to market from a from an online perspective. I mean, I'm a big networker. I love to meet people face to face, shake hands. But then you can't do that as your only thing. You have to follow up. You have to stay in touch with them. And that's where email marketing is the most powerful tool that's out there and the most cost effective. And I love the stuff that you shared with us today because this this is stuff that anybody who's even if you're just starting out and you've got ten people on your list or maybe you don't have anybody yet, put these things in place now. When you get your list from zero to ten thousand, you'll love it because it'll make your life so much easier. Absolutely, very cool. So, Rich, this has been awesome. Now we're getting we're getting towards the end of our time here. So, a couple a couple mm -hmm. questions that I have for you. Number yeah. one, if there's one action step that people should get out and do immediately right now, what would that be? For email marketing specifically. Yes. Add a PS to your email. Ah, okay. And let's talk about that for just one second. Normally I would say <laughs> that's just a great tip. Let's move on. But let's talk about that because people don't get the <laughs> significance of that. So, and this is right out of the script of Dan Kennedy. I mean, both you, you, you and I both love Dan, and he really turned me on to the power of what a PS can do. Right after the subject line of an email, the PS is the next most read thing in the entire email. Mm -hmm. People will always scroll to the bottom of the list or bottom of the email and see, you know, because that's typically where the price is or that's typically where the call to action is. And a PS is just a quick summary of the entire email. Right. And right. restating your offer or your call to action in the PS as well. Mm -hmm. And just a little little trick to add to that. Even in your just regular emails that you're replying back to people and stuff, in your signature, instead of, instead of having your big long signature that has all your, your websites and your social media links and all that kind of stuff, try switching it up and do something, a PS, hey, by the way, have you checked out my book? 
here or have you checked out my course here or or have you downloaded the free report you know things like that i actually do that in mine i have like four different signatures and some of them mm -hmm. are the standard here's all of my social media links let's get connected and then i also have some on different offers essentially that i put out there and i'll rotate those out based on who the person is what's you know what's appropriate for that particular situation and i get a lot of people that end up opting into other stuff of mine because of it which is really kind of cool and it's just a simple little thing instead of saying by the way connect with me on facebook and twitter and linkedin and blah 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 it says hey by the way have you checked out my book on amazon and people mm -hmm. click on go buy the book you know imagine that you actually say hey by the way check this <laughs> out they actually spend money Yep, absolutely. That's that's good. That 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 would be one little extra tip is to say add a PS to anything that you're doing, and it's you're almost a, if they're going to read if they're going to open it they're going to read the bottom of it. Right. Awesome. I love that so much. So how can people get a hold of you? Because I know people are going to want to find out more about what you've got going on, get connected to you, all that kind of fun stuff. Sure. So uh, my blog is actually Beyond Donuts. Uh, that's actually in, uh, Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is also Beyond Donuts. That's probably the two best ways to get a hold of me. Uh, no, I'm not a big dessert freak. Uh, <laughs> I typically have to get that. I have to explain it until they finally understand it and say, oh, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing my, you know, when I'm working with my sales team and things like that, uh, I typically say, other than being a big donut deliverer, so when you go into an office and deliver donuts, what are you doing beyond donuts? to drive your marketing right? And, or to go you know, to really enhance your marketing. What are you doing beyond donuts? And that really just, it, it clicked for me and said, you know what, that's a great, that, that's a great uh, URL to grab. And so I grabbed the domain for that and made that my Twitter handle. Um, and so those are the two best ways to get a hold of me or follow me on Twitter. Awesome. Very cool. And I love that because you know, I know you and, you know, because you and I've worked together, I knew that story as far as the beyond donuts point. And it's so fun because you think about it, especially in things like, like real estate and mortgage and the, the sales professional side, a lot of times it's like, Hey, you know, the best way to get your foot in the door is to go bring them donuts or bring them food. And so when I heard that the first time, I was like, okay, that is awesome. I love it because, you know, that's only going to get you so far. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so awesome. Yep. Very cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I had a blast hanging out yeah, with you. Yeah, so and, and, you know, for somebody else who loves email marketing as much as I do, I, I was really excited to have you on the show to have you share some of your tips, tricks, and resources. And for everybody that's out there, get out there. If you, if you don't think that email marketing works anymore, Quite honestly, you're just wrong. <laughs> it is. It does. It works so, so well. And it's sad because so many people think, oh, well, I have a Facebook page. I don't need to do any of that kind of stuff. And I don't need to build a list. I got, I got, you know, 3,000 fans on Facebook. Yeah. And wait till Facebook changes their rules and, and bumps you off because it happens. I've seen it happen to at least a dozen people since I've been in the social media world. You know, people that I know personally, not even people that I don't know personally, but you know, this is where you having your own list is that is your gold mine that is what happens i mean any good marketer out there will tell you that if something were to happen you had to start over today and you could only keep one thing their list is the one thing they would keep everything else is rebuildable but the list that's the hardest part so start doing it today and start utilizing that and you'll build some pretty amazing relationships with the people on your list you'll create that tribe that is going to respond to what you have to say share out what you put out there and of course turn around and buy stuff which is exactly the whole point behind it yep awesome so again thank you rich so much uh i want to i want to tell you 
you know, as I, I like to say this, that if there's anything that I can do ever to support you, reach out and let me know. Well, cool. And I, I certainly appreciate the invite and feel the same. I mean, if you guys want to reach out to me via Twitter, if you've got a question to follow up or it's whatever, you know, at the end of the day, it's, we're, we're all this community around marketing and we can only help each other. So uh, I'd be happy to be happy to offer the same type of assistance. So thanks again for the invite. Awesome. Love it. So for everybody listening, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Of course, if you could do us a favor, um, spend a whole whopping two minutes, go to iTunes and leave us a basic review. You know, what did you think of the show? What did you, what did you like? What did you not like? That's okay. I don't, I don't care if you post negative stuff as well. Cause that makes me make my show better. But I, of course, I'm obviously five star reviews is what I love the most. Uh, but definitely go mm-hmm. just pop in there. Just say hi to us. We really appreciate it. It takes literally a minute, two minutes tops of your time and it means the world to us. And so with that, we're going to get out there, have an amazing rock star week. As always, let me know if I can help you in any way. Take care.